Renew your mind. I love having coffee with my pasta. It's just so personal. Be encouraged. This is my favorite program. Pastor Kong is just so real. Hot seat, hot seat. Nourished in the word. The question and answers are spot on. Pastor Kong, we love you. This is the best. Something new is brewing. Hi, this is Pastor Kong. I want to invite you to sit back, relax, and have a cup of coffee with me. Join us for Coffee with Kong. Hello and welcome to the show known as Coffee with Kong and I'm your host, Bernard. I'm so glad you can join me on this radio show where I get to ask my senior pastor some of life's most difficult or burning questions and in the process be well equipped to understand about life, faith and ministry. Well, we believe this show will greatly bless you and hopefully help you walk closer to God and live a purpose-driven, kingdom-driven life. Pastor Kong He is the senior pastor of City Harvest Church in Singapore. And ever since May 2012, he has been on this radio show every week, answering emails that come into us at connect at cityradio.sg. This series of shows will be called 3-in-1 Coffee, where we put together three episodes or emails of the same topic, which have been covered through the years. This episode is definitely going to bless you. Now, as Christians, we often find ourselves asking if we can do this or is this permissible? What happens if we do that? Well, and many things in life fall under the grey area category. It's not black and white. Now, the first email is asking about hypnotism. In dealing with certain eating disorders or an addiction or even trauma or depression, some people resort to hypnotherapy. Is that alright? What do you think? Sit back, relax, and let's have coffee with my pastor, Pastor Kong Hee. Okay, Master, today I got a very interesting question. In all our years of recording, I have never seen this topic. You're gonna like it, Pastor. Okay. It's called hypnotism. Oh man Okay Somebody wrote to me Connect at ctradio.sg She says Dear Bernard I would like to ask Pastor Kong About this topic Hypnotism mm. From what I know Hypnosis Is an alternate state Of consciousness And trance Some people go through Hypnotherapy To help with their addictions Like smoking Gambling Eating Well some use it To treat their trauma Fear, depression Grief Sleep disorders And phobias when one has mastered the skill of hypnotherapy, he can use it to self-hypnotize himself. Generally, most people use hypnotherapy to ease a person's emotion and change certain behaviors. I would like to ask Pastor Kong on a few questions related to hypnosis. Number one, is being hypnotized a sin? As there are many people who sought hypnotherapy as a treatment to help with their situation, even in our daily lives, we are actually self-hypnotizing ourselves by reading a book, daydreaming, watching a movie, where we are conscious but tuned out of the stimuli around us. Second question, is performing hypnotherapy on someone else a sin? Strange question, right? From what I know, in Deuteronomy 18 verse 9 to 14, it says that we are warned by God not to practice sorcery and this word, enchantment. We are not to follow enchanters and those who have a familiar spirit. I went to Google about it and it says that hypnosis as practiced today may be referred to what is identified in the Old Testament as enchantment in Leviticus 19 verse 26. But there are a lot of hypnotists, professionals and psychologists using hypnotherapy to help and ease their clients to this day. I would like to know Pastor Kong's view on this. Thank you so much Bernard and Pastor Kong. God bless and she signs off as Leisha. So, Pastor? It's a very good question. But I think to answer this, 
you got to consider one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit mm. is self-control. Mm. So anytime you lose self-control, it goes against what the Holy Spirit is promoting. Mm. So hypnosis is problematic for a Christian for several reasons. I think one of it is that it involves transferring the control out of yourself to someone else. Right. To the hypnotist. Okay. Yeah. And and also, even if you self-hypnotize, yes. you are bringing yourself to a, a state where you, you get into a trance. In yes. fact, the father of hypnotism actually promotes getting into a trance-like state. Now, even for us charismatic Christians, we speak in tongues. We believe, you talk, but we don't believe that it, it means you lose control of yourself. Mm. The Holy Spirit gave you the, the words to utter, yes. but you are at every time in full control of yourself. Mm. Mm. So anything that takes away self-control is never a good thing. Right. Yeah. And another thing with hypnotism is this concept that, you know, you can find healing within yourself. So if you can channel your mind to a place where you can find all your answers are there, you just got to get into the subconscious state where you can find the healing. And yes. we don't believe in that as Christians. Mm. We believe that the source of our healing, the answer to all problems is Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, when you lose self-control, then you can get into all kinds of trouble. I'm not saying that you become very open to a demonic realm, mm. Mm. but you possibly could. Wow. So, the Bible talks about renewing your mind. Mm. So the Bible talks about to not let sin have a control of your, of your being. Mm. So, I, I believe that hypnotism is, is a dangerous thing. Pastor, so the way she structured the question is to ask that, is it a sin? To actually say it is a sin. Okay, to actually to answer it properly is okay. just dangerous, right? It's just dangerous. Okay, I, maybe the way you you, ref, you can reframe this question yes. is losing self-control a sin. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm on the spot. <laughs> yeah, it's losing self-control a sin. I don't think losing self-control is a sin. Mm. But I think when you lose self-control, you can do things that are sinful. Yes. So everything depends on your motive. Everything depends on your desire. Mm. Why do you want to lose self-control? Exactly. Yeah. So anything that's not of faith is sin. sin. Yeah. So if you don't put your faith in the Lord, yes, then technically it's, it's sin. So I think to that extent, to that degree, degree yeah. hypnotism is a sinful act because you are allowing yourself to lose your connection with God. Wow. Yeah. And you're allowing yourself to lose control of your consciousness. So Pastor, moving along for the part two of our question, which you talk about enchantment. Is that actually that category? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know to what degree uh, a hypnotist would cause you to get into a trance-like state where you come into contact with demonic spirits. Mm. I think it's enchantment when it deals with the occult. But right. I believe that, I mean, it's my personal opinion, yes. that uh, hypnotism opens up a person to spiritual contacts with the demonic realm. You know, Pastor, when you were saying about uh, hypnotism, making you lose self-control. I actually saw, true story, I actually saw a lawyer being filmed down 
this lady uh, brought her camera into the lawyer's office. Right. And the lawyer actually used hypnotism on her <laughs> because she was wondering why is it after every appointment I I feel that my my clothes are ruffled. Oh man! And guess what? Halfway and the the lawyer actually molested her because she lost self control. So halfway the cops came in. Oh man! Yeah, true story. And yeah, losing self control, dangerous thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, drugs can cause you to lose self control. Oh yeah. Alcoholism can cause you to lose self control. Are those good things? I, I think any time you lose self-control, it's never a good thing. Amen and amen. Pastor, thank you so much for answering this question. I see so many years we've been doing recording. <laughs> we never ever had this question. Good question, Disha. Good question. <laughs> but I hope you don't go for hypnotism. Uh, no, no, no. Whatever <laughs> healing you need for your body, whatever correction you need for your attitude or behavior, look to the Lord. Yes. And God never takes away control from us. I want to leave you today with Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. God bless. How was that episode? Did you gain a better understanding? Now, the next email takes it to another level. Now, we've all been to functions where there is a lucky draw or basically a game of chance. Is gambling and lucky draw both classified under the same category? Basically, we see it as a game of chance, right? Okay, I'm just teasing you. Okay, enjoy this one. Okay, Pastor, today I tell you straight up the title and the topic is gambling and lucky draw. <laughs> Actually, Pastor, looking at a title like that, would you say they are one in the same? Gambling and lucky draw. Would you say that they are one in the same? Yes and no. Yes and no? Okay. Yes okay. and no. Okay, Pastor, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, somebody, uh, Dorothy from N309 wrote to me, connect to SCT. Well, finally, somebody that gives the name. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We've yes. been having a slew of anonymous, anonymous yes. Sanders. Too hot, huh? The topics are too hot. No, soon we have to be anonymous. Okay, so say, hi, Ben. Thanks for featuring such a wide range of topics. Understand that your wait list is super long. Yes, it is. It's about four months now. Anyway, I, I would like to know how what Pastor thinks about games of chance. Games of chance. We know that greed is bad as covetousness is a sin. And the Bible says we are not to serve money. Gambling is socially frowned upon even in the secular world as it can cause financial ruin and social problems if one is addicted to it. However, as a Christian, is it wrong to play games involving money if one is not addicted to it? For example, stepping into a casino and playing a few rounds for entertainment, buying 4D or Toto occasionally, or play mahjong with family and friends and using money in the game. How about participating in lucky draws? <laughs> it may seem quite innocent and it's not quite as socially unacceptable as gambling. But is there something wrong if one is constantly looking for lucky draws and spending time and effort to participate in them in order to win a prize? Is there any difference between the motivation for participating in lucky draws and gambling then? Keep up the good work and hope to hear many more episodes of Coffee Ecom. Best regards, Dorothy N309. Pastor, I have to be very honest here. This to me is a hot topic because I I myself I, I love God 
I'm a cell group leader. I'm a church staff. Come on, Pastor. I'm a church staff. But when I go for my wife's D and D, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm sitting in the among the crowd as oh man, I wish I'm the one that wins. Lucky draw. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a hot topic, you know. What would you say to that? What would you say to that? Well, my saying is that I don't think lucky draws, gambling, stuff like that will determine whether you go to heaven or hell. Okay. But you know that aside, we got to think deeper. Hmm. Right. Hmm. We got to we got to ask ourselves what are the fallout or what are the negatives when it comes to gambling, mm. addiction, okay, yes, and anything that is addictive in a negative sense. People that are addicted to gambling, mm. they are very often consumed with greed. Mm. Very often, we all know from a Christian vernacular, they worship mammon. Yeah, money has become their god. Yes. Very often, people that are involved in gambling, they'll end up taking loans that they cannot service. They get into debt. Uh, gambling can break up families. Yes, gambling can become such an addiction. You lose a uh, sense of reality. Mm. Yeah. So, with all that baggage that comes with gambling, mm. and uh, and its promotion for greed, mm. therefore. I I don't think anyone who is a Bible believing Christian, spiritual Christian, can、mm. endorse gambling. Yes, but when it comes to lucky draw,、mm. a game of chance. Yeah, it's a game of chance. Then the next question is, then is it all right for you to play、uh, Monopoly? Because at some point it's a game of chance. Although there are some skills involved, is it all right for you to play bridge? Because you do use a full deck of cards,、mm. but I can tell you, bridge has a world championship. But so is poker. Yeah, <laughs> and some and some people will think that this is skills, but it's also a game of chance. So when you start going into that area, you know, you ask yourself the question, okay, Bernard, you go to a D and D. Yeah. Okay. Is that lucky draw something that will make you addictive? Number one, will you get into、uh, a situation where you start borrowing money for loan sharks for that lucky draw?、Mm, Probably not. not. Are you going to be addictive? Then you start going to D and D every day all throughout the year so that you can join a lucky draw? Probably not. not. <laughs> okay, true, right, right, true,、yeah. right. Check. So check. yeah. <laughs> so in that sense, I don't see lucky draw as a big problem. Right. In fact, there are churches, including ours. When we have events, we also have done some kind of lucky raffle, draw, raffle draw, raffle draw. Raffle draw. Some call it、uh, blessing draws. Blessing draws. What about the game of bingo for old people? Is you know bingo、oh, yeah. a game that play in the West? Sometimes they call it loto. Yes. It's, yeah. Is is a kind of game that old people would play? Yeah. It's also a game of chance. Now is、right. that. Therefore, also wrong. So I think in the spectrum of the game of chance, it is it is quite wide. Wide, yeah. But when it comes to the region of playing with chance, where it involves money,、mm. there's a potential for you to get into debt, become addictive. 
it promotes greed, it causes you to lose sight of God and start worshipping mammon, that's wrong. Mm. At that point, you're veering into sin. Mm. Yeah. Pastor, now that you're saying it, right, it's not just from a religious point of view that it's not really endorsed. Even socially, it's not really... Yeah, I mean, (laughs) most non-Christians that I know, uh, they were frowned at gambling. But they were frowned at gambling as an addiction. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, you have various people with various uh, appetite for Game of Chance. That's a good way to end, Pastor. <laughs> so, Pastor, to be honest, hot seat question? Uh, not really. Not really? Yeah, not really. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I think Jesus makes it very clear. Mm. You cannot worship God and mammon. I think that the fallacy or the, the downfall of gambling mm. or that sort of games of chance uh, that they actually promote the worship of mammon. Mm. Yeah, so any anything that promotes the worship of mammon will cause you to lose your worship of God. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Pastor, for <laughs> answering our Dorothy, uh, email Dorothy from the cell group N309. It's not her first time writing, Pastor, and every time she writes in, so it's quite good, you know. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. And Dorothy, I gotta tell you this, you know, just to ro- wrap it up, buying 4Ds and all that, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. People buy 4Ds because, especially with money, which can become an addiction, because they want to somehow have this idea, they want to get rich they want to get a bigger return of the money quote quote they invest or they gamble with there's only one sure way of coming into blessings Mm. and financial kingdom abundance and that's sowing and reaping and when you sow your seed so that God's kingdom can be expanded the gospel can be furthered missionary work can be done and all that when you give to help the poor the needy when you give to be a blessing for people and for the kingdom of God, God promises 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold return. That is not gambling. That is called sowing and reaping. That is a guaranteed covenant promise to kingdom abundance. So God's way is very different from the world's way. So the devil's counterfeit is that, yeah, you sow that your money as a seed to this uh, series of numbers or to this device or games and hoping that you will get 34, 64, But it, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So there is a big difference between God's kingdom principle sowing reaping and the devil's counterfeit of gambling. I hope that clarifies it. I want to leave you with a scripture from Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24. Jesus says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So I pray that you make a decision. Worship God. Don't worship mammon. God bless. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you have a burning question or topic to suggest on the show, please don't be a stranger. Write to me, connect at cdradio.sg. Now, the last and final email is from someone who needs some clarification towards certain grey areas. Now, it's regarding couples going on overseas trips together, where some don't wish to do it, but some feel that they are okay to go for it. It's a grey area, right? 
Amen. Pastor, we got uh, an email sent to us today. Uh, someone sent to us connect at ctradio.sg. I'll tell you what's the title. The title is quite in- uh, interesting. Increasing faith or self justification. Now, you, you're going to love this email. It says, Hi, Bernard. I've been listening to the show for a year or so. I've always enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for hosting it so enthusiastically. I just want to ask Pastor Kong, as you know that regarding things that are not written in the Bible, it shall be done according to our faith. And we make sure it shouldn't be a stumbling block for others as well. But it just came upon me that every day as we are empowered to grow, to be more mature Christians, our faith at the same time is strengthened too. I have a situation where I used to not approve 100%. I used to not approve. Huh? Couples going to holiday together. <laughs> I think we dealt with this in one of our episodes, right? Yes, Pastor. And I remember a few months back, Pastor emphasized on this during the service as well. Yes, I remember that too. But as it now comes to me, I became more and more confident that it is alright. I'm not sure if it's because I have more faith to know that it's alright as long as both parties commit themselves. Or is this just me trying to so-called make way and justify my own actions? (laughs) But not just in this case, does that mean our view perceiving certain things can change according to our increasing faith as we walk this Christian journey? Or how do we differentiate it with self-justification? It's pretty long, but I hope to hear what Pastor thinks about this. And of course, many thanks to you, Bernard. Please keep me anonymous. Pastor, I believe this is a loaded question. Yeah, it's kind of loaded because it's one of those questions, <laughs> however you answer, you're not going to please some people. That is true. That is true. <laughs> yes, yes. You're, you know, you're either too uh, conservative or too liberal with your views. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, Pastor, I do feel that it is a... Uh, a valid question. A valid question. Right. It is very valid. Yeah. For the... I mean, I don't know about couples going on holidays together. I believe that has been in long, a long-standing issue through the years you have been a pastor. Right, correct, Pastor? No. On, actually, to be honest with you, only maybe perhaps in the last five, six years. Is that right? Yeah. Before that, generally, couples, they don't go out overseas for vacations together or stay in room together. Wow. <laughs> because we kind of consider that it's like, say, put it this way, it's almost like a temporary living together. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe think about it for a while. Okay. That okay. is a loaded statement, that right? That is a loaded, loaded statement. statement. Okay, yeah. so pass that. So, so living together is not, is not good, right? I mean, as Christians, we... Yeah. As, yeah. How about temporary living together? Hmm. Are you asking me that question? Yes. <laughs> what do you think? Temporary no, living no, no, together. No, no. Not, not, not cool. Not I'll, cool. I'll, be, I'll be worried. But what about just temporary living together for three days, two nights? How about that's temporary true. living together for just a week? Hmm. Ten days, cruise to nowhere, living together. Hmm. Wow, Master. <laughs> if you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why put yourself I know your favorite line Why put yourself In a position Where you would Be tempted Beyond what you can bear Correct Yeah I think it's a valid question And I think that There are a lot of things In life That is grey Yes Yeah And it's not black and white Mm. I tell you something funny I I met a Christian businessman Who is totally on fire For God And is an elder Of a church Mm. But he runs His family business Which is Manufacturing Secrets (laughs) 
Now that's an interesting one. For example, uh, we have members in our church who are funeral providers. And when they provide funeral services, not all of it are Christian funerals. Mm. So how, how do you grapple with that? I think the, the truth of the matter is this, is that as long as we are certain, it doesn't go against the principle of the Bible. Mm. That means even though it's not mentioned in the Bible, but it doesn't go against the general principle of the Bible. Mm. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, as long as it is not so against social norms right. and social mores, such that it becomes a stumbling block to others. Mm. And as long as it doesn't grieve the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Mm. And it doesn't put you in a place of temptation where you may do anything, whether is it food, eating, drinking, uh, whether is it looking at things or being involved in things that you know is not morally correct. As long mm. as you're not, you're not placed in a position like this, I think that if, if you have good conscience about it, mm. it's okay to go ahead and do it. Those areas that are not specifically prohibited in scripture. Wow, Pastor. Very wide and very encompassing answer. <laughs> but because because he did ask, because in, in our view pertaining to certain things that can change according to our increase of faith. So I do feel that I give you an example, right? Okay. I give I give, I give a good example. You know, years ago, women generally um, look upon as the gender that must be even more conservative than the men in the dressing. Okay. For example, yeah. I remember when I was growing up, women can't in, in some churches women can't even stand on the stage to serve in church, and then later on they could serve in church, but cannot put on any makeup. Would you know, and then they, they got to bun up their hair. Was that a long time ago, Pastor? Uh, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, uh, and then after a while, uh, you can put on makeup, but you, you can never wear pants because it was looked upon like wearing pants shows that you are trying to be masculine. So you must only minister in skirts and the skirts got to be all the way to the ankle. Wow. Yeah. And then later on, they say that, well, if you must never show any shoulder. Your shoulder must be oh. covered up. No sleeveless shirts or sleeveless blouse. Wow. You know, and, and things like that. But I mean, these days, yeah, you see women with colorful hair, even Asian girls, mm. you know, uh, colored contact lenses, sleeveless tank tops, mm. uh, uh, pants with high heels, and not just standing on the stage and giving an announcement, they are preaching. <laughs> so, it changes with times. Yes. So you ask yourself, remember those category I talk about? Yes. First of all, are all these things strictly prohibited in the Bible? Not really. Mm. Number two, are they against social norms? Not really. Mm. Number three, is the outfit in a way that is that brings temptation? Mm. It all depends now. Yeah. Assuming it's not. Yeah. Right? Does it go against the conscience of the person wearing right. it? Yeah. You know, and does it cause the person to feel that she's grieving the Holy Spirit? Mm. If not, I would say 
enjoy your outfit. I want to leave you with this verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1 and I'm reading to you from the message translation. With promises like this to pull us on, dear friends, let's make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us both within and without. Let's make our entire lives fit and holy temples for the worship of God. God bless. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a burning question or a topic to suggest, write to us. Connect at cdradio.sg Connect at cdradio.sg To find out more about City Harvest Church, visit our website at www.chc.org.sg www.chc.org.sg Don't forget to follow Pastor Kong Hee on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. At P.S. Kong Hee. At P.S. Kong Hee. God bless you and stay safe.